Good morning. I'm so glad you could uh, join with us online for another another service. Uh, I want to start this morning by reading from Psalm 9. I want to read uh, verses 9 and 10. Verse 9 says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And that's, an, that's a very encouraging verse for us. For anyone that's feeling oppressed, anyone that's going through a troubling time, it's good to know that we have a refuge. Uh, uh, good to know that we have a stronghold that we can run to uh, whenever we're afraid or we feel threatened. And then verse 10 we read, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalmist says those who know his name trust in him. Why do you think it says that? Why do you think it says the phrase those who know his name? You know, you can tell a lot about a person's relationship with someone by what they call the person. Uh, there are a number of names by which I'm called. Some call me Pastor. Some call me Dave. Some call me Mr. Shunk. Others call me Dad, and still others call me Grandpa. Every one of those names tells something about my relationship with the person. When Jesus called God Abba, it was quite controversial because of what it said about his relationship to God. He called God Abba, or Father. It, it, it uh, um, said that there was a closeness or an intimacy about their relationship. You know, I have a friend who used to call, always refer to God as boss. He would say, boss this and boss that. And, uh, you know, I was talking to boss. And, you know, it always struck me as a little bit off because it seemed to be lacking in the closeness that God wants us to have with him just didn't seem right. You know, when God revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush and, and told him that he was going to send him to deliver God's people from their bondage in Egypt, Moses asked, who shall I say sent me? And God answered by saying to them, tell them I am sent you. I am. God is the great I am. That means he is whatever we need him to be. He is everything that we need. There's nothing that we need that isn't found in him. And the closer we draw to him, the more we realize that, and the easier it becomes to fully trust him. So today, I want to ask a simple question. What do you call him? What do you call him? What do you call God? What do you call the Lord? Because that reveals a lot about your relationship with him. We're going to look at the book of Psalms and see six things that the psalmist calls the Lord. The first of these is found in Psalm twenty-two, nineteen. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. He says, God, you are my strength. And then he says, come quickly to help me. Psalm 22 is a, uh, a prophetic song. Um, King David wrote it as a lament of his own suffering. He's crying out to the Lord. He's suffering. He's, he's crying out to the Lord. So he wrote this lament. But it also speaks prophetically as it looks forward to uh, Christ's suffering on the cross. It's the opening of this psalm that Jesus cries out from the cross when he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
It describes Jesus in his suffering and weakness as he hung on the cross at the end of his own human strength. When we reach a point where in our weakness, our own human strength fails us, we can call out to the Lord as David did and say, God, you are my strength. When we don't have any more strength of our own, we can call out, God, you are my strength. I'm looking to you. I'm relying to you or on you. We don't have to rely on our own strength or our own resources. We have one who is stronger than ourselves that we can call on. And when we have relationship with him, we can rest in his strength, knowing that he is strong enough to handle anything that comes our way. And he gives us the strength we need for whatever situation. The second thing is we call the Lord faithful. God, you are faithful. Psalm 31, 5, I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. Psalm 31, there is another psalm of lament where David calls out once again to the Lord in his suffering. And we don't know the specific situation that King David was in at the moment, but there's a definite sense of urgency as he calls out to him. Verse 2, he says, he says, to rescue him quickly. And all throughout the psalm, David addresses the Lord in language that, that calls his covenant to the Lord in mind. And in spite of his distress and the urgency of his plea, David had not given up hope. He knows the God he serves, and he trusts him. David knows that the Lord is faithful because of the relationship and the history that he has with him. So he says, I entrust my spirit into your hands. It's a total surrender and commitment of his life and his being into God's hands. It's the same absolute trust that Jesus had on the cross when he quoted from this verse as he breathed his last on the cross. He knew God is faithful. Third, what do you call him? I call him my hope. God, you are my hope. Psalm 65, 5. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds, O God, our Savior. You are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. When God is your strength, and when you know his faithfulness, it's easy to put your hope in him. When you see, your, see him faithfully answer your prayers, it's easy to put your hope in him. That's why I think it's good to keep a journal and to write down uh, answers to prayers because when God answers a prayer and then some time goes by, we so quickly forget the good things that he has done for us. And sometimes we need to go back and just flip through the pages of our, uh, of our prayer journal and, and look at prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer that God has answered. Because we tend to forget those things when times get tough. The answers to prayers from our past tend to get lost in the glare of the needs of our present. But if we write them down and go back and revisit them, it gives us hope. See, our hope is not in the government or any political system. 
It's not in the stock market or the development of a vaccine. I mean, sure, we want the stock market to do well. Sure, we want a vaccine to be developed for COVID-19. But that's not where our hope is. That's not where we place it. Our hope is in the Lord God who created earth and everything in it. Our hope is in the one who parted the Red Sea that the Israelites could cross over on dry ground. Our hope is in the one who healed the leper, the one who gives sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf. Our hope is in the one who conquered death when he rose from the dead. And as Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. As the old hymn says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. God is my hope, and he alone. Fourth, God, you are near. Psalm 75, 1. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. God is not a faraway God. He didn't just wind up the earth and, and let it run like a clock and, and run on by itself. He is near, and he is involved in the affairs of today. He is involved in our lives. Whatever you're going through, he is near. Are you afraid? He is near. Are you lonely? He is near. Are you brokenhearted? He is near. Do you need comfort? He is near. Do you need reassurance? He is near. Do you need wisdom? He is near. James tells us that whenever we need him near us, all we have to do is draw close to him and he will draw close to us. He is near. Fifth, what do you call him? King David called him good, ready to forgive, and so loving. God, you are so good, so ready to give, and so loving. Psalm 86 opens with a prayer for God's mercy. It's a cry for help and protection. David calls out and asks God to, to flip his situation and bring him joy and happiness. And then he says in verse 5, O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. His confidence in the goodness and faithfulness and mercy of God and his, his, his willingness to forgive, that's what his confidence is in. You see, David knew that God is good. He is a good God. He transcends our world, and yet he's active in our world. He's attentive to our prayers. We have to begin to believe that God is a good God. He gives us good things. All good things are from him. He's not waiting for us to slip up so he can send some tragedy our way. That's not God. He's cheering us on. He's encouraging us. He's giving us everything we need to succeed. And when we fall flat on our faces, he is so ready to forgive if we'll just ask him and to pick us up and stand us on our feet again. The reason people hesitate to ask for forgiveness 
is often because they don't understand forgiveness and they don't understand the goodness of God. They think that somehow God's forgiveness has to be earned or that God has to be convinced to forgive. But the truth is, he's more than willing to forgive if we'll just humble ourselves and ask him. He is so full of unfailing love for us. Now this last one kind of encapsulates all of it. God, you are my God. My God. The psalmist says in Psalm 118, verses 28 and 29, You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. The Lord is not just a God. He is the God, the one true God, and he is my God. A lot of people have gods that they let control their lives. But the psalmist says, God, the one true God, the living God, the Lord, Yahweh, is my God. There is no other. So praise him and give thanks to him. Now, the question then becomes this. Do you call him your God? Is he your God? Do you know him as your strength and your hope? Do you know his faithfulness? Do you know his nearness and that he is a good God, ever ready to forgive and incredibly loving? Is he your God? Do you have relationship with him? If you don't, then I want to give you an open invitation right now to enter into one. Just pray with me. Lord, reveal yourself to me. I want to know your goodness. I want to know your faithfulness. I want you to be my hope. Come into my heart. Forgive my sin. And help me to live for you. You are now my God. Hold out your hands. I want to give you a blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Until next time, I love you. I miss you all. I can't wait until we can all be together again. Now let's close with one more song. <laughs>